0: This episode of Adventures in Aurelia is brought to you by Gabe and Jeff from Inner Party Conflict, Chai Kai, Fred on Fire, Evora Dawn, Zach B, and Dungeons and Randomness on Patreon. You can join them in supporting the show at Patreon.com/slash Adventures in Aurelia. And welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Chantel, and I play Kanina, a tiefling sorceress.
1: I'm Chris, and I play Rim, a human paladin.
2: I'm Krista, and I play as Ariel, who's an Asmar Divine Soul Sorceress. I'm
3: Caitlin, I play Tempest, a Water Genasi Ranger.
4: And I'm Damien, I play the disembodied soul that is our dungeon master, our projects,
0: Thank you! We'd like to thank BattleBards.com for allowing us to use their songs and sound effects in our production. If you'd like to bring these sounds from the world of Aurelia to your home game, sign up for BattleBards Prime. Your BattleBards Prime subscription will give you access to stream all songs from the catalog, as well as a 20% discount on all purchases. Use the coupon code Aurelia, that's E-R-Y-L-I-A, when signing up to get 15% off the cost of your subscription.
1: You forgot again, didn't you? No. I'm not letting it slip this time. This is the last time that this is erased. Their story shall be told. These heroes fought that which shatters minds. They overcame creatures of other worlds. They saved you and everyone else in existence. This shall not be forgotten. The Ballad of the Seven Dice shall be known. Find this tale at BalladoftheSevenDice.com. 7 dicecom
4: Okay, so we're gonna pivot back over to Rem and Ariel. Um, now, now keep in mind, because there's a time shift going on, we're going back to only one hour after they had left. Anything you guys feel like talking about? with one another I mean you guys did have a real heavy conversation but a period of time can pass as as we advance time for it a little bit if there's anything that you know maybe after half hour of sitting in silence you have something you want to say so it seems like you guys have uh, come to an interesting problem I noticed you got quiet after talking about what to do if the worst happens. I assume it's the worst because I got a little bit of context while I was listening in on you guys. You know, as a tree, I don't get to listen to many conversations, especially from people like you. Mostly, I just get to hear about the Pixie Conversations and they talk about way different things.
2: What do they talk about?
4: Oh, mostly they talk about things like herbs and mushrooms and magic and what's going on in the fae Realms.
2: Any uh, cool rumors or gossips?
4: Well... They're a little upset over what these knolls being around has done to some of the forest. They talk about a thing of corruption. Like, I don't know, maybe it was one of their clearings. Maybe there was one of me there. Well, not me, but someone like me. Maybe one of them was where these knolls are that you guys are trying to find and the gnolls being there has done something to the land. They don't seem very happy about it. Mm. Also, they've noticed that the woodland creatures in the area have started to get a little more agitated and hostile since the gnolls have been here. I think it has to do with the gnolls hunting them and patrolling in their normal feeding grounds.
2: How long have you been alive?
4: I'm pretty sure I told you only a couple hours ago that us trees, we don't really have a sense of time. But I can tell you an approximation that I was made a couple hundred years ago by a very powerful wizard.
1: So a powerful wizard used to roam these woods.
4: Yeah. I think some time ago there was a powerful wizard somewhere up in a tower up in the mountains. Or maybe it was just a powerful wizard from one of the nearby cities. You know, trying to think back, I can't even remember if it was an elf or a dwarf. Or a human. Or an orc.
2: Uh, Have you ever seen anything very large, like bigger than you, flying in the sky?
4: No, I don't pay attention to the things in the sky very much. They're up above my branches.
2: You can't see up?
4: I don't know how I would sense the things above me, but... I know a little bit, because sometimes I notice when the birds land in my branches. I can tell you nothing bigger than me has landed in my branches, though. Does that help your question?
2: Nothing bigger than you has caused fires or anything like that either around?
4: Not in my memory. Okay. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened, but if it had happened around me, I would surely be dead. Huh.
2: Well, you can tell...
4: I guess in a big forest like this, I will probably never die. If a big fire comes, that's going to be very sad for me.
2: Hey, Rem. Hmm. What are your what's your belief system? Like, do you have a, a god you believe in, or
1: I believe in a higher power.
2: Do you believe a higher power can like speak to you.
1: I would say in their own way.
2: Well, uh, you know how I talk about Kusain a lot. Yeah. Kusain is uh, she's like an angel, and I've seen her a lot in my visions. Like I've had dreams or visions of me being in her presence and she's shown me things
1: it well, used to be a cleric
2: yeah i didn't know like how accurate her visions could be or like if i should really trust what she shows me is something that could be real or not
1: and what i've understood from other clerics and people of faith Everybody's communicates with their beliefs in a different way. Could be your cosane is telling you an absolute truth. Could be they're showing you something that they believe you need to see. Could be something they need you to interpret. It's up to you.
2: Can I share with you what she showed me?
1: If you'd like, I might not see it the same way. Well, you we
2: might have a different take on it. Alright. So... Well, basically, she showed me a red dragon, which I know how you feel about the dragons, that they're not really real. But she showed me a red dragon, and it was burning down my monastery. And Nina was on the dragon with the weapon we found. The axe. Yeah. Hmm. And she was there, too, so I know I wasn't just, like, thinking it up or, you know... She was actually there. Is like one of my other communications with her. It wasn't just a weird dream I had or something.
1: Hmm. Again, if you were to take it literally, then she could be showing you a future. If you take it as symbolism, she might be showing you that the quest for this red dragon could lead to the destruction of your past. Would be that she sees you and Nina linked in this quest of the dragon and the axe yeah. it's very hard to tell I I can't I can't uh, decide what a an angel would say never talked to one myself
2: she said something about Nina can wield that axe as long as you know we help her to stay on the right path which makes leads me to think that that axe could cause somebody to go down a dark path and that you know that Nina's going to need a strong group or whatever to be helping her along the way
1: sounds to me like your cousin is placing you in a role of counsel someone there is a, a voice of reason could be that uh, Nina could hold this item of power we saw how it affected that that uh, kobold
2: well I think I made a mistake because I shared my dream and all and this with Nina and I'm afraid that she thinks that I don't trust her now but I do
1: if that's what she feels currently then you need to work and discuss with her and tell her what you do feel about her.
2: Yeah, I'm just really As I said, it sounds as
1: if uh, Kosein is putting you into a, a place of counsel to become an advisor, and sometimes you have to say the hard truth to those you advise. Kanina will have to learn to accept it. But I... As much as Kanina seems to be a little ditzy...
2: Kanina's not ditzy I'm more ditzy than she is well, you guys question me all the time
1: but I'm saying with as, as uh, free-spirited as kanina can be yes,
2: I think she does I have do believe spirit. she
1: has a good head on her shoulders and when she needs it and discussion she's young she's maturing into a role I think uh, I think that a good friend is more than what she needs right now
2: I think maybe when I was talking to her I just maybe worded things Ways that I didn't mean I'm just still so bad socially Like Saying the right things
1: (laughs) That's something that Friendships do You have to work through them As Rem sits there discussing He goes shh There is nothing go ahead
4: Hey Rem Yes Why don't you go ahead and roll me a flat d20. Eleven. Eleven. That was quite the interesting conversation to hear. Only moments after I contemplated my own fiery death. You know, shouldn't your friends have arrived by now? I feel like it's been quite some time since they left. And, you know, if I think back, didn't you tell them not to be gone for too long?
2: Yeah.
4: Has I it told been them not like to go hours? too far. Have you seen any signals?
2: I've not seen any signals. I've been watching the sky.
4: I heard you say that that was a thing they should do.
2: Which means they're not in trouble if they haven't put up a signal.
4: Or they're or dead. Or something <laughs> bad has happened, but I'm sure they are fine. Why don't we find out? As the con- as the scene pivots back over to Kanina and Tempest, Tempest is blazing a trail straight back in the direction that you guys had taken. She's laying down. Uh, a path, like, some some markers to point back the way that you guys came so that you can follow it on um, the next day. Kanina, you wanted to look for some herbs, and you rolled an 11, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, it, it's... You're looking for something that would be useful for Ariel. Yep. However, with your inclination towards cooking... You're finding yourself distracted more by finding some herbs that are useful in in cooking recipes. Maybe you find some some wild garlic over here and some rosemary, some thyme, some wild onion along the path. So you're you're pretty well set up to cook a nice meal. Unfortunately, you didn't find anything that you think Ariel's going to be too interested in.
0: Yeah, Canino you know, look at her stash and just be like super happy with what she's found. And she's like, Oh, I didn't really find anything for Ariel. Ah. I wonder if these have medicinal properties?
4: <laughs> and I I think because of um Tempest Natural 20 to kind of follow the path back. I'm gonna say that it's about an hour later than expected. Wow.
0: So it is probably now around nine.
4: It's about nine. Okay. I imagine that Rem and Ariel are starting to get worried. Like, it's like, well, they weren't there quite at two hours, but we haven't seen any signs. And then you're still not seeing any signs of them or signs of danger. So you get even more worried. Let's assume that they never come back. What would would Rem and Ariel do like after three hours of them not coming back?
1: Mm -hmm. Rem would basically wait till morning before he would leave because he would feel that going out at night and in the dark, especially being human and having no dark vision would be very uh, foolish.
4: Ariel?
2: Well, I guess if that's the case, if Ariel brought up around the second hour should probably wait you know maybe a half hour after the second hour noticing that they're not coming back like hey uh Rem we told them like two hours or Nina said about two hours and I think it's been way more than two hours now
1: Mm. yeah but it's dark they may be having trouble finding their way back
2: what if they fell in like a pit or something like what if they what if they're hurt I mean, I did tell Nina to shoot fire up, and I haven't seen... I've been watching it and I don't see any... I
1: haven't any. seen anything, either. But if they are hurt or, or in trouble, we can't do much for them in this darkness.
4: We'd have to probably leave in the morning and find them.
2: I hope they're okay.
4: Is there a point that Ariel would forget what Rem says and want to head out on her own?
2: Um... I suppose I would probably, because I brought that up around the half hour mark. So I would probably give it another hour since that conversation to before being like, you know what, I'm gonna go check on things.
4: And then you know, right as right as Ariel is starting to get a little little more worried, she's not quite ready to get up and go. But she's she's probably asked a couple times. So uh, when you think they're gonna be back. Um, you guys hear some rustling off in the off in the bushes in the direction that uh, Kanina and Tempest had left earlier.
1: Rim quietly stands, preparing his shield and drawing his pick. It holds.
2: Ariel's gonna do the thing where she's gonna grab her staff and then she's gonna like lift it and you know in that direction to like she's trying to see better.
4: Tempest, Kanina. Yes. Up ahead, you are seeing a a light, kind of shining through the trees.
0: Kanina's gonna go ahead and call and be like, "We're back, guys."
4: Hopefully, that's us.
0: Wait, wh- hold
3: on, Next? hold on. Let's make sure it's the right, right clearing first.
4: Tempest and Kanina, roll perception. We will see. Kanina. Nine. Tempest. 18 I imagine with that natural 20 tempest had been leading the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah probably. Yeah, Cuz I was following behind with materials.
4: So you, as you guys are like walking ahead, you you do see there's a there's a tent in this clearing ahead of you and there's a older man with his uh, war pick and shield out at the ready looking in your direction. And you see that the source of light is Ariel with her staff with something on it lit up, dangling up off the top. I imagine that Ariel's kind of been holding the staff up to, to, even though it's magic and doesn't work that way, cast a a larger light radius. (laughs) Tempest walks into the camp. Ariel and Rem, you, you did hear... That bit of a call out that, hey, guys, it's us. We're we're back. And Tempest walks into the clearing. She seems to miss Rem's trip rope. Kenina, however, <laughs> happy to be back, catches her foot on it and falls face first into the ground. As, as she's stepping he goes, watch out for Hmm. And I imagine that the Tempest, who rolled a pretty decent perception, kind of like passively stepped over it, expecting that like, yeah, that's obvious, starts to turn around and be like, hey, there's a trip, there's there's a trip line right across the way. And as as she's turning, she just...
0: I would have probably imagine since we got to the clearing, she doesn't need Tempest to lean anymore. So she's probably just rushing to go back into the clearing. And I just... <laughs> <laughs> didn't notice. Don't watch my feet. (laughs) Ow. Uh, What's
4: this? Uh, It's a trip line. Uh I go ahead and take one one point of damage? Owie. For smashing her face into the ground. Turn around. (laughs) You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Rubs her nose and gets back up.
2: (laughs) Watching her fall, I would run over and help her up and help pick up anything she dropped
4: oh look they came back hello you guys have made it back okay he's been very talkative (laughs) i don't get to talk to things very much especially things that aren't from the forest I don't know that I care about the lives of things outside of the forest, but it's something different nonetheless.
2: Nina, I think you would really enjoy chatting with Beer. He's really nice. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, he definitely seems nice. but And he's been alive for like a couple hundred years, so I think, like, you know, he's got stories.
4: But I've been stuck here, so my stories don't reach very far and wide.
2: He's been telling us about, uh, the pixies and stuff, and they've been pretty upset.
0: Huh. But well, yeah, as, uh, we'll, we'll talk some more about stories and such as we settle down for bed, but yeah. g- guess what we found? What did you find? We found some gnoll tracks. Oh, you did? Yeah. How far out? Uh, I was about, like, an hour and a half out.
4: That's very exciting. Are you going to do something about the gnolls?
0: Ah, we're... That's the
4: goal. Yep,
0: that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to scout it ahead so that eventually we can take care of the problem. So we're going to uh, probably scout a little bit more in the morning, but we wanted to let you know, you guys know that we actually did find something tonight.
2: That's good. That way we have a direction for the morning. Mm-hmm. And we made
3: sure to mark the trail so we can find it really easily when we... Oh,
2: good start off Good in the idea.
0: Yeah, Tempest had a really good idea about doing that and then... Yeah, we followed some boar tracks for a while and then ran across some, uh, some gnoll tracks and probably what looked like their hunting area. So, ah, we kind of stopped there and decided it'd be best to turn back for the night since we went a little farther out than we were planning. But so they're
2: probably hunting trails for the most part. That's what it looked like.
1: Yeah,
0: so you got the tent set up and all that. How'd that go? Yeah, um, uh, it was
2: good. <laughs> oh, uh, Set, set a tent up before, but I did it. Oh, did Red not help you?
1: No. I was setting up the trip lines. Oh, they obviously yeah. work.
2: You know, he's at fault for the reason why you fell.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they, they seem to do their job, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Trip buyers, I tripped.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was gone for like a, <laughs> almost an hour, I think. But, yeah. that was just, you know, I set up the tent, was chatted with Baro Beard for a while.
1: Obviously, if you look around now, you can easily see every trip line.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, the the sun has like fully set. You guys are in. You you guys would be in darkness, except you currently have a couple light sources.
3: Is the sword still out? Oh yeah. What does everybody think of my
1: sword?
4: Have we? Did we ever like identify that sword, or she just knew?
1: She spent her time to attune okay. to it and everything. Can I roll Arcana to see if I know what it is? It's sure. try looking.
2: That sword gets pretty bright. Yeah, it
0: was really useful when we we're walking on our way back. That's pretty nifty, isn't it? Yeah. has a really
2: pretty like moon
0: light. It's very bright.
1: It.
2: Ooh. I'm I'm actually proficient in arcana. Could I see if I know what it is? With all my studies, maybe I've read about such a sword.
4: Sure, go ahead and roll arcana. A natural 20 plus five. It's a moon-touch short sword. It is a sword that seems to be no more, like, powerful than a standard sword, but it gives off a, a light. A 15 feet bright light, and then another 15 feet of dim light.
3: You should probably hit the hay so we're ready to go first light.
4: You should set up watches. I'll take the first. You know, I'm not really one to sleep...
3: We could let him. Except walk.
4: during the long sleep.
1: I was gonna say you literally told us you sleep for like forty years yeah, at a time. Yeah, but now
3: he's awake and he's but gonna be I'm awake.
4: Awake.
3: How long do you and stay awake?
4: if someone decides to stay awake with me, I'm probably just going to chat with you the whole time.
1: I get wax I need to stuff it in my ears.
4: But I am willing to stay awake and watch over you since you're doing the forest a favor, and I'm part of the forest...
3: would not you be able to, to alert us, if anything?
4: Well, you're talking Wake to up. me now, aren't you? Wake up. Good If point. one of you would like, you could set up some sort of hammock in my branches, and I could shake you awake if something happens. No promises on if you get hurt when I do that, though. (laughs) I'll do it. Well, does someone have something to make a hammock with?
3: We've all got our bedrolls. You could probably rig it up with some rope. I have rope, yeah. Yeah, everybody has bedrolls and everybody has rope. Make it work!
4: Well, all right, then. Why don't you get... Strung up into my branches. Rim will we'll fashion this this makeshift hammock very
1: low to the ground.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, how good are you at athletics or whatever it would take to I'm
1: climb good the at tree?
4: <laughs> I am proficient in athletics. Uh. Bear, Barrowbeard has demonstrated some flexibility with his branches before and probably leans one of his lower hanging but load bearing branches down so that you can more easily tie a rope to it or a couple ropes
1: basically just kind of like make a very
4: simple not
1: exactly comfortable but usable hand. something that works yeah. lean into it but he'll have his his pick will just sit on his chest and his, under his shield he'll kind of use that as like his blanket
4: why don't you all rest easy tonight Barrowbeard is going to keep an eye on things for you Thank you.
2: Thank you, Barrowbeard.
0: Yep, we appreciate your help. You're doing us a solid. Nina will go ahead and show Ariel the herbs and stuff she found, but... And she'll just be like, well, um, I took a look to see if I could find anything that you might be interested in or use, but uh, I found some, some
2: edible herbs,
0: but I don't know if they'd be good for healing or anything. So she'll show them to her.
2: Oh! I can prepare these up for you and then... These are actually really good for cooking.
0: Oh yeah, I I know they're good for cooking. I was just wondering if you could use them for medicinal properties or anything like that. Yeah, I use these a lot
2: (laughs) when I cook, so. Ariel using her knowledge will take, I don't have knowledge myself as a player, but Ariel would know because she is proficient in like that type of stuff.
4: Do do you just know or do you just roll survival with advantage or uh, nature with advantage? 16.
2: Natural twenty plus three.
4: So yes, you know the the somewhat the, the natural somewhat medicinal purposes of garlic. I think it's good for like digestion and stuff and helps keep away bugs, I think. I don't really know much about it, but it's supposed to be really good if you have a co- uh, cold.
2: Uh I guess I could take some of the garlics if it's okay with you. They're also they're really yummy with the food though too, so
0: yeah, whatever you want, because I definitely was planning on using this with some of that deer meat we got earlier, but uh, I know I was also looking for some for you, so yeah.
2: Okay, so I guess whatever you don't end up using, I'll just save with my other herbs that I have. Sounds good.
0: We might be able to sell some of this uh, in town if we wanted to eventually, if we don't use it all. But Yeah. So I'll give you whatever's left over from when we cook. I, th- I think at this point, after having wrapped up, Kenina will start heading to bed, uh, but she'll go ahead and be like, So now that the tent's set up, um, I'm fine with sleeping outside if anyone else, like, wanted to share the tent, otherwise I can share the tent with someone.
2: Um, I'd like to sleep in the tent. I'm not really a fan of... outside.
0: Tempest? Inside? Outside? What's your preference?
2: If you're offering, I'll take inside, if you don't mind. Sounds good. For canon-wise, Ariel's taken her necklace off her staff, it's back around her neck. might be
3: better to have someone that can see a little better in the dark outside in case anything comes up.
0: Yep. That's what I was offering. Plus, I don't mind sleeping under the stars.
4: Alright, so as everyone goes to bed, Kino, why don't you roll me a flat D20? Eleven. Alright, the first few hours of the night pass by peacefully. Quietly. Barrowbeard, he probably keeps mumbling on for a little while <laughs> but I imagine everyone is trying to get to sleep and largely ignores him and eventually he just gets quiet and depending on how soundly people are sleeping, might hear some creaking just as he kind of is keeping an eye on things. Ram, will not you roll me a flat d20? Seven. More time passes. Rem and Kanina, you guys both roll me perception checks. Rem, nineteen. Kanina,
0: perceptions. Okay, at uh, three.
4: Okay, so you're at a point where, right at about probably that five thirty, six o'clock mark, sun starts coming up slowly starts lighting up the area around the trees and fully by 6-630 the the clearing is in dawn light and you wake up you're the first one to wake up he'll
1: uh, swing free of the makeshift uh, hammock glance
4: around roll perception now that you're awake 17 17. You get up. Um, did you sleep in your armor? Yes. Uh, so as as you wake up, do you like immediately go for your pick and shield? Well, I mean, he fell asleep with those kind of sitting on top of him. Okay, so do you kind of wake up in a readied stance as you're looking around?
1: Well, I mean, he wakes up and, and like he's already got both, but he'll stand up out of the hammock because it's probably not extremely comfortable. Kind of stand there and he'll look left to right.
4: Can I imagine you're kind of... At the ready with your, your gear. Yeah,
1: to an extent. Like I mean he's not he's not truly expecting to be attacked, but he is ready in case something happens.
4: Okay. I imagine you know you kind of you, you sweep your view around. you kinda of in the the opposite way of your path forward. And as you make yourself a full 360 back around to looking behind you, or I guess like a 180, 270-ish. Barrow beard just goes Oh You're awake Yep Nothing happened of note last night Good to know He's still looking though You don't notice anything of note Okay What's Kanina look like? I don't sense anything around That would be a danger to you And what does Kanina look like?
0: Um, as soon as the sun probably starts going up, she would probably start to try to stir because she does wake up early naturally to work out. So probably uh, not too long after REM, you know, depending on the environment. If I'm allowed to wake up that early,
4: <laughs> yeah, maybe as REM was panning around, you kind know, of was getting a little restless, kind of rolled from from side to side, and I guess it's probably as as Barrowbeard starts talking. It's enough as Rem, especially as Rem answers back with his deeper, gruffer voice. It's enough to rouse
1: Kanina. I was going to say, Rem should probably take a swig from his canteen to clear his sleep mouth.
0: Kanina will probably start to wake up. She probably uh, was in her bedroll, kind of curled up somewhat. And then as the night went on, she probably kind of splayed out. Arm and legs start sticking out of her bedroll. (laughs) And then, yeah, she'll wake up and start kind of... Getting up, packing up her stuff
1: Maybe doing some stretches Rem will walk over and offers her his canteen
0: Like, ah, morning, thanks
4: So the two of you are awake Checking things out Canina, go ahead and roll perception 20. 20 Nice You kind of, I imagine Take a very similar thing to Rem Maybe not regimented Since you don't have that military training you're you're scanning the perimeter because obviously you'd be curious as you wake up too. What what's going on around you? And it's, um, and Ram would have noticed this too. It's there. It's kind of foggy out. It's a light fog though. Not nothing that's really hampering your vision so far as you can't see into the the trees. But kind of as you look up and around, you, you're not seeing the sky above you. There's enough of a fog around but really the trees obscure your vision before the fog does. But enough that, you know, more dew on the ground.
1: I'm just going to make a quick check for mushrooms.
4: (laughs) Alright, roll an investigation check. Eighteen. Eighteen? You're looking, looking at the ground, looking around where Kanina was, looking to the middle of the, the clearing and... So Kanina sees as Rem is just like looking straight down to the ground, walking around in in circles, not seeing anything, not seeing even like the, the starts of mushrooms.
0: Yeah, so Nino just like, oh, you, you lose something, Rem?
1: Uh, I was making sure we're not uh, sleeping in a fairy circle.
0: Oh, I see. We have to worry about fairies as well as pixies?
1: Well, pixies are a type of fae.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. As are fairies.
1: <laughs> I just want to make sure we're not going to anger them after sleeping here.
0: No, that's a good idea, especially since we've heard they can kill things.
1: Yeah, and uh, I know mushrooms can sprout up very quickly over a, a wet night.
0: Ah, yeah, you're right. I do remember that from forced series. And then, yeah, so Kanina will go ahead and turn to Barrowbean and just be like, well, thank you for watching over us for the night. I do hope it wasn't too much trouble.
4: No, it wasn't a bother at all. I mean... I guess I could have gone to sleep, but it really means no difference to me to stay awake for another day or two, or another week, or another year.
0: (laughs) Well, regardless of time spent awake or asleep, we do appreciate it, (laughs) because I can definitely... Make the difference between life or death for us folk who have to sleep.
4: <laughs> I'm just glad I could be of assistance, I think.
0: Saying that, like, uh, if Rum hasn't already taken down his hammock, she'll start taking down the hammock, the makeshift hammock.
4: <laughs> and he's busy looking around. Yeah, and the branch lowers down as you start working on it, kind of without without any comment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the rustling has gone on and some conversation goes on, Ariel and Tempest kind of rouse from their sleep.
2: Ariel's used to uh, Nina waking her up for working out, so I imagine Ariel would be waking up because she's hearing Nina talking, that that would be like, oh, it's morning, it's time to get up. Because she is a light sleeper, especially since she was used to sleeping alone. So any sort of noises would, of of talking would stir her.
4: I imagine at this point we're reaching about the seven a.m. point in the twenty seventh of Bellinis. What the party like to do is everyone wakes up, break down the tent.
0: Yeah, Nina will probably go usher Ariel to finish, like, waking up and getting up with her, and we'll start doing some stretches and quick exercises, and then as everybody's, like, maybe starting to either finish packing up or eating, that kind of thing, so.
4: Any chats people want to have as morning comes over the whole camp and everyone wakes up?
0: Can you can you know, just be like, so we have about an hour and a half over to the path we left off on yesterday, but... Uh, depending on how much farther in we want to go, uh, we've probably found significant tracks to report back to, uh, the town once we want to do that, so. I don't know how much evidence we want to find of the actual encampment itself. I think the goal is to get eyes on them.
1: Yeah. Yes. The goal is to not only see it, but be able able to, uh, document and, and tell the Black Watch where it is so they can come themselves.
0: And I think uh, maybe leaving some more markers as we progress forward would probably be a good idea.
1: Gotta be careful with our markers.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. I had the same kind of concerns last night about possibly things being able to track us back.
3: That's why you make them inconspicuous, something that only you will recognize, and we could relay what the guards should be looking for.
4: And I imagine over the next hour you guys take care of your routines, break down your camp, and would you guys be taking off into the... following the woods again?
2: As we break up camp, um, I would be like, Hey, guys, uh, Barlbeard, when you guys were all gone away from the camp, he said something about the Pixies chatting, and and he heard, overheard them speaking about, like corruption in the earth like and around and that they're very upset and that the animals and other wildlife around are uh, angry and more prone to attack things and I didn't know if that's something we maybe could keep us on track. Like, we'd be getting close to them if we were ke- starting to see that type of stuff. Or maybe you want to ask more questions because you know
4: me and my... I remember bringing that up yesterday while you guys were gone.
0: We did notice the Bortre war we were following yesterday was quite erratic in some areas. And I know we were attacked by wolves earlier. I wonder if that has something to do with it.
4: Yeah,
2: you guys know, like, my lack of wording things correctly so i didn't know if maybe there was questions you wanted to ask him before we head out because he's heard a lot of the pixies
4: i'll do my best but everything i have is at least secondhand information because i don't get to leave this place
2: i think secondhand information is still better than no information well i guess besides the animals uh
0: being a little more aggressive than usual, would there be any obvious signs of corruption we would have to look out for as we're getting closer to the uh, knoll encampment?
4: Well, if they do have an actual encampment, I think it would be wise to pay attention to the ground around them because they probably will have worn it in. Look at this clearing here. See where the tent was? See where the old man was pacing yesterday? You can see all sorts of things that you guys have already done to lay the grass flat for a couple days. But if you were to stay here for more time, eventually you would probably wear the grass out. And it would just be dirt. I imagine if the gnolls are staying somewhere permanently, then they've worn out a bunch of the grass surrounding their areas.
0: Yeah, I suppose we'll definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. Well, thank you for the tips, and thank you for helping us.
4: As for the corruption, I don't know if it's a physical thing or if it's just something the pixies have noticed on their more magical senses. I haven't seen it for myself, and I never thought to ask.
0: If we ran into a pixie, would we be able to ask them?
4: If the pixie lets you talk to them, they tend to be skittish creatures. And if they're not skittish, then that's when I would worry. Because they might be angry, and if they're angry, they're going to try and stab you.
0: Oh, okay. Good to know. Is, Is there any way to calm down an angry pixie?
4: You can try talking to it calmly and using slow and nice words, but I don't know if an angry pixie would be something that you could turn around you could try, though. I just know that normally when the pixies get angry with one another, they start poking each other, and eventually one of them gets sent away for causing problems by the mother pixie.
0: Oh, wow. That's good to know. Thank you for the info. Thank you for all the help.
4: I'm glad I've been able to give a lot of exposition for you guys. Hopefully you don't die as a result of it. I would feel terrible if I knew about it. Chances are no one's going to say anything, and I'm not sure if you'll come back through my clearing when you're done, so I won't know if you're okay. I guess you'll probably be going now, won't you?
3: Yep, we should get going.
4: Yep. It's been nice talking Burn for a while
3: And we follow the trail markers Back to the boar and knoll
4: tracks Yep, you guys make it about an hour and a half away Due to the success of last night We'll just go ahead and say that there are no major issues along the way Based on your tracker Because you guys do know how many successes you guys needed You're two successes away Who wants to take over, leading their way through, and how do you want to do it?
3: Uh, I can do perception. Would you like to aid me on my perception? Sure.
4: So you're rolling perception.
3: With advantage.
4: With advantage, with the help of Rem.
3: 16.
4: A 16. How do you think the two of you are going about working together on this? You guys kind of reach where... Where the knoll tracks were, let's kind of pick up there. Tempest points out where the knoll tracks were. Yep.
3: So we'd be like where the boar tracks and the knoll tracks sort of meet. So if you look over like up ahead a little bit, you can see where the was where the knolls double back, like circled around, and
4: no, like, it was the boars had been. You you were following a boar trail, and then you could see where they. They clearly stopped for some reason, turned around, and went back
1: the way they were. Ors must have smelled the gnolls here and decided his discretion the better part of Valor and retreated.
3: And then past where they double back is where you can see the, the gnoll tracks. Yes, so I think yes, this is the right direction to keep heading.
1: I agree. He's going to keep looking ahead to help aid her by looking for more tracks, broken branches scraps of fur cloth or maybe blood from a, a kill they're dragging
2: along the way arrows can be like do you think it'd be smart to try to climb one of the trees and look out over the other trees to see if we see anything
1: like odd how good are you at climbing
2: tempest
4: is also still playing trail markers every once in a while so you guys travel about another hour into the forest of that same south southwesterly route and you guys are are following these these knoll tracks and you can see there's there's a point that you reach that gives you a moment of pause. There's a small it's not as clear as large as the clearing that Barrowbeard was in was. But there's a there's a clearing with a bunch of bushes trampled over. And there any mushrooms? No Because all through this clearing, the ground is torn up to the point that you can't make out any individual tracks anymore. It's like a a churned mud, almost. But on the other side of this clearing, you see drag marks with a little bit of blood and fur mixed in. And you continue your way following that. Knock trees in the clearing. Can
3: we tell what kind of fur it is like. Would
4: Tempest like to roll a survival check?
3: Yeah, sure. 15? Like, is
4: it like more like dog fur or is it boar bristle? You're finding a fairly short, fairly fine dark brown, maybe even bordering on black fur. Fur, though, not. Fur. Not so, bristle. Knolls?
3: Mm. Would that be
4: my... You don't think Knolls? Don't think gnoll. Well, it's more that Knolls would be kind of... Longer, shaggier. Longer, but also shaggier, more matted. Like, you'd probably be finding clumps instead of, like... Like, I imagine you're finding little chunks of skin that has this, like... Ah. Fine fur on it. If I knock on trees around the clearing, do any of them wake up? You go just start knocking on random just trees?
1: In, in a circle. Hedge.
4: Nope. You're just knocking on trees. Nothing moves or speaks to you.
1: Can, can, uh, can Rim tell by the amount of blood near the drag marks if the creature that was dragged was alive or dead?
4: Dying. Dying. Just losing blood quickly. Do you uh, go, go ahead and roll a survival as well as you're looking at this trail going forward? 17. The drag marks that you're seeing appear to be larger than what you recognize from gnolls. It actually seems like possibly two or three of the Knoll paw prints are carrying, like dragging this creature away. Hmm.
3: Well, this definitely isn't gnoll
0: fur. It's not boar either.
4: Whatever this was, was
1: large and bleeding.
0: Well, we did kind of think that this might be their hunting ground, so they're clearly obs- like, getting food, it seems like. Yeah, they're Found hunting bear?
1: something large, too. Deer, maybe? Mm-hmm.
0: Really big deer. And, uh, like, how large is the clearing?
4: It's a small clearing. It's a large creature.
2: I think bear would be coarse, not fine. Is it fine, like, rabbit hair fine? No. Does it look like a human hair?
4: No.
3: Or fur? Should we keep going? Should we follow the drag marks?
1: We should, but we should be very careful.
0: If we're going to continue discussing the fur, can I tell what kind of fur from the animal it belongs to?
4: Would you like to roll a nature or survival?
0: Um, I guess survival.
2: 22. Nice.
4: Well, everyone is, everyone's talking about what this fur may or may not be. And, well, you've, you've heard, you've heard things tossed back and forth. You've heard her, um, as each person said, maybe it's bear Ariel has been. No, I don't think it is. Kinina walks up and just goes, definitely bear.
2: Uh, yeah, it uh, does look like a bear. Someone needs to edit the books I've been reading.
4: Um, possibly a black bear.
2: Ah. Uh. It looks like the
0: bear, black bear.
4: I am ready for another skill check. Who would like to take the lead on this Um, with what skill and is someone going to help them out?
2: Hey guys, I brought up with Rem, but like, do you think it'd be a good idea to maybe climb one of these taller trees and see if we can look out over and see if there's anything unusual? I think that's a pretty good idea,
0: especially now that we've kind of found a clearing. It might be interesting to see if we can see any other areas that have been cleared out that might look lived in. So are you pretty good at climbing?
2: I've never climbed before, but I could try unless I don't know if somebody else wanted to. I just thought of it as an idea. Oh, I do recall that you
0: kind of hung out in the the rigging of the ship quite a bit. (laughs) Do you want to maybe climb seeing as Ariel hasn't climbed a tree before?
1: Have you ever attempted a tree? Tempted? Attempted. Have you attempted to climb a tree?
0: I mean, when I was l- like a kid
3: back at the... I'll do it. Okay. You want a
2: boost?
1: Sure. 16. <laughs> a 16.
2: Please don't fail again.
4: All right, guys. A couple of things are going to happen here. Your skill checks for this have been a DC 15. Figured. You have had multiple attempts that have barely skated you by. Yep. However, based on the way that this is going, I'm going to say as Rem climbs up a tree, you can see off in the distance. But there is a large clearing off in the distance with some makeshift shack-looking things, some some carts or carriages that look lashed together into towers. A bunch of like what looks like cargo off in the distance, and this is going to count as your guys' final skill check because you happen to do it within one hour of the camp. Do I do I see gnolls? Because of the distance, it's not necessarily you see gnolls, but you do see creatures, bipedal creatures. You you assume like. It for all you know, maybe if you didn't know about the knoll thing, you might think it's bandits. Yeah, it's somebody. Yeah. And then, how? If I like turn
1: around, looking the other directions, can I see the the cliffs from the of the dwarves?
4: Yeah, I mean, as, as you pan around, you can. I mean, they're up in a mountain. Yeah. And you're up in a tree where you can see over trees around you. See, so as you can definitely see the mountain where the dwarves are at. Um, you can even see as you, as you turn and are facing to the north, you can see where based on the angle, you'd only see the lake, but because of that, you know, where the road is from where you're at. I can triangulate my position. Yeah. You can get an idea of where you are kind of in relation to the lake itself. I do need something from you, Rem. I need a stealth check with advantage. (laughs)
2: with advantage
4: (laughs) same thing 14 I think that's a good time for us to end the episode
2: uh oh
0: we hope you enjoyed this episode of Adventures in Aurelia if you're liking what you hear consider rating the show and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher If you know someone who likes fantasy stories and think they might like the show, help them find us by showing them adventuresinarelia.com where they can listen to episodes, read our blog, and find links to subscribe to the show. We are also available in your favorite podcast apps. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate to us monthly on Patreon at patreon.com slash One dollar a month gets you access to all of our bonus content and helps us raise the funds needed to improve the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to feedback at adventuresinarelia.com or you can join our Discord server at adventuresinarelia.com slash Discord. We'd love to hear from you. Lastly, we'd like to thank the artists who allow us to use their music in our show. Kevin McLeod of Incompatech.com, Tabletop Audio, Windswept, Sirenscape, Alexander Nakarada from Serpent Sound Studios, Adrian von Ziegler, Jamie Brace, Derek and Brandon Feichter, and Scott Buckley. You can find links to all of these wonderful artists at Ventures music.